Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Chapman. I'm here all by my lonesome today to talk to you about a very special topic. And uh, this is something I get asked frequently about as somebody who used to be a deck builder and nothing else. I get asked this all the time from people that say, do you think that I should specialize and just become a deck builder and stop doing all this other stuff on the side? And my answer right away is yes, absolutely you should. And they say, but what about if I don't get enough phone calls? What if the jobs don't come? I don't know that there's enough decks in my area to do. I think I need all this other work to keep myself busy. And I don't think that can be further from the truth. I think what happens when you decide to specialize is you become busier with those things. And so it can be a scary leap for sure. But I'm here today to give you 12 reasons why you should specialize. And I'm not going to call this a top list because there's probably some I'm missing that might be very relevant to you. But this is 12 good reasons or 12 things to expect that will happen if you choose to become a deck builder and not just a chuck in a truck. Let's go through these things one through 12, starting with number one, product familiarity increases. What I mean by this is if you're doing something day in and day out, and using the same products day in and day out, you become efficient with them. You understand them. There's no kind of thinking about things. It becomes second nature. And you're, if you, whether it's you have to teach a customer about differences between products, between brands, you all, you just you suddenly you know these things. There's no uh, um, I I'm not sure. You just right away are able to answer the questions, install things the way they're supposed to be installed. You know, you might know different things about how things are supposed to be installed in different temperatures or whatever. Like there's, you just become completely familiar with the products that you have to use and the options that are out there. So if a customer comes to you and says, you know, I really want to have some privacy over here on this one wall, but I don't want to do any maintenance for it. What, what are my options? And if you're just kind of a guy who does this on the side two or three decks a year, but usually you're off framing basements or you're doing something else you probably don't know enough about the products in the industry to suggest what all the options are for that particular need. And so by specializing, you're going to have a much broader range of knowledge about the products that are available and out there and, you know, that you can use for different scenarios. So that's a big one. You'll become more familiar with the products. Number two, I touched on a little bit is the installation techniques. And so if you're installing decks day in and day out, you understand how these things need to be installed versus somebody who's doing it all, you know, every once in a while, a deck every couple of months or something. So, you know, as a specialized deck builder, that if I'm going to install Trek select decking that on my stair stringers, I need to tighten those up to eight inches on center. Yes, that seems obnoxious. So obnoxious that the average guy who doesn't know what he's doing won't know to do that. And so they go ahead and they install it on 16 inches center because that's what they've done with wood decks before and all of a sudden they get a call back because the stairs are spongy they're bouncing every time you walk up and down the stairs it's not good so you as a specialized deck builder have touched on the installation manuals before you've heard from industry events you've talked to your rep you know a little bit more about how this stuff's supposed to be installed you know that if i'm going to install this azec deck and it's only 10 degrees celsius or whatever that is in fahrenheit 55 60 degrees celsius you know that I should be leaving an expansion gap at the ends of the boards. But the guy who doesn't install decks full time, he doesn't know that. He installs things tight because he likes how it looks. Summer warms up, board pushes out, something buckles, something has to give. So your installation techniques become vastly improved the second you decide to do only one thing. Number three, better materials pricing due to volume. And so it depends on where you're shopping, but my guess is if you are buying three toilets a year 
and 300 sheets of drywall and 28 gallons of paint and 104 bundles of shingles and 110 deck boards. You're not creating volume in any one avenue. So depending on where you're shopping, maybe you're getting it all from the same place and you can get some sort of volume break. But odds are your dollars are spread around and you're not getting the best pricing you could be getting from anybody on any one thing. If you were to, however, specialize in decking and suddenly now you're buying 50, 100,000, 200,000, $500,000 worth of decking from a deck store, you're probably getting better pricing than Chuck in a truck who's buying $8,000 a year because he's doing two decks. So you're going to be able to take advantage of better volume pricing by making sure that you're consistently buying the same types of things. So it could be a big financial benefit to you. Number four, more efficient installs. So we talked about the insulation techniques improve, but now we're talking about because the insulation techniques improve, you become faster and more efficient at these installs. What took you you know, an hour to do before might only take you 45 minutes now or half an hour now because you're just more familiar with it. You've done it a million times. The guy who only does a deck every three months has to rethink about how he does the math on his stair stringers because it's been three months since he did it last time. He doesn't exactly remember. You, you cut 10 of these every day. You just set up, you cut, you line it up, you cut it, you're flying. So there's a lot of efficiencies to doing things over and over again every day that the average guy who's being, you know, a bit of a jack of all trades isn't going to have those same efficiencies. A great example of this, if you've ever used a tiger claw gun, if you watch somebody with their first time ever using a tiger claw gun, they're dropping clips like it's their job. They're trying to load the clip on the nose of the gun. They don't know which way it's supposed to go. They finally get the clip into the side of the board and they pull the trigger and they try to get the gun off the thing and the gun won't come off the clip and they're shaking it and they don't know what's going on. If you've once you've done this three or four times, you like you start flying. You're not dropping clips anymore. You're loading things on the gun as you're pulling the gun away, and it's just a smooth motion. You get in there, you pull the trigger, you're firing. You know you have to slide right to get the gun off the clip, and you're just flying now. So first time with the gun, hundred square feet takes you two hours to do. Deck number ten that month with the same gun takes you 40 minutes to do so you just become much more efficient with everything with your tools with your products and everything and hey it takes you less time that means you're making more money number five lower overhead because you have less tools if your trailer is full of first of all you're going to need a bigger trailer if you're doing this but if your trailer has so you've got your deck tools you got your skill saw and your jigsaw and your maybe your miter saw maybe your track saw you got some drills in there you got your hand tools great but if you also then have to have some drywall knives and a T-square, and then you've got to have some painting cages and rollers, and then you got to have, keep some poly and tape for painting off. Then you have your roofing bucket full of roofing nailers and tar and, and tar paper. And then you've got your siding. Like if you have to, a whole bunch of trades you're trying to be, you've got to have tools for all those different jobs. And that costs a lot of money, not only up front to buy all those tools in the first place, but maintenance on those tools or replacing those tools. So, and then in the meantime, you're not using them very much. So they're bouncing around the trailer and they're getting banged up a little bit. And so they're wearing out without even using them. And so the cost of maintaining a big trailer full of tools that you only use once in a while is costly. And that works into your overall profit and efficiency. Handling these certain number of specialized tools in a smaller trailer is going to be a lot more efficient and profitable for you. Number six, the 
idea that if you become an expert and specialize in your field, customers are going to trust you. So become an expert that customers can trust. So for example, when I was bidding against other people for jobs years ago, when I was specializing in decking, like, listen, I'm nerding out on decking. It's why I'm doing a decking podcast. Now I just enjoyed the industry and I was very knowledgeable about it. I could walk into a customer's home and tell them the differences between seven different brands of decking. Whereas the next guy that walks in there can barely tell them the difference between composite and wood. So who are they, if they have a a project that they're about to dump a bunch of money into, and it's very, you know, large scale or important to them, they're spending a lot of their savings. They want somebody who knows what they're doing. And so if you can become that expert, you will immediately develop trust because the more questions you can answer and the more you can hold their hand through the process, the more they're going to trust you and the more they're willing, going to be willing to hire you to do the job versus the guy is like, well, I, I, I don't know. It can't be much different than wood. Can it like that answer is going to inspire confidence in nobody. So that's a big, big advantage. Number seven is supplier kickbacks. And so what I mean by this is kind of playing back to the volume thing. These supplier loyalty programs are everywhere and they, for the most part, benefit you on volume. So if you're doing four Trex decks a year, uh, you're not going to get much of a kickback. You're probably not going to end up being a Trex pro. You're not doing very much volume. Um, Your kickbacks, if you are are not going to be that great because you've only done, you know, $15,000 in Trex materials. However, if you decide to become a full-time deck builder and specialize in it, now we're talking six figures. Now we're buying $100,000 worth of decking a year, 200, 500,000, a million, who knows, right? You might be doing a million dollars in decking a year and your kickbacks on that from the suppliers are going to be that much greater than somebody who's just doing the odd job and getting no kickback. So there's a big reward to be had there both financially and potentially through marketing or just exposure to the reps or, you know, giving some input into products, et cetera, you're just going to be a little bit more on the radar with the suppliers than you would be if you were a chuck in a truck. Number eight pl- uh, plays into this a little bit and it's industry sponsorship. And obviously not everybody's going to end up with an industry sponsorship of some sort, but I can guarantee that if you aren't a specialist, you sure aren't ever going to end up with a sponsorship from a brand. That's not going to happen at all. If you look around at who in the decking industry has been, you know, signed on by a sponsor of some sort of by a brand becomes a brand ambassador. You're talking about guys who specialize. Paula France was the Trex um, brand ambassador for years and the Regal Rail ambassador. And so, I mean, he was the deck guy. He, you know, they didn't pick him for no reason. It's because he had the most exposure as a deck builder. That's what defined him. Jason Russell has the deal with Azek and, you know, a couple other brands. He's repping those products now, and he is obviously a specialized deck builder. Those companies aren't going to align themselves with somebody who's just kind of doing whatever. Guy's got a trailer full of tools and he does the odd deck. It might be great, but they're still not going to align to him. They need the payback for them is that the guy's exposing other people to their products all the time, not once every three months when they knock out a nice little deck. So if you want any hope of having some sort of... um, you know, representation from the industry, you're going to have to pick a specialization. This may not drive you at all, but it's just something to be aware of. Your marketing costs. That's number nine. Marketing costs are reduced. Marketing is not cheap. And thankfully, a lot of us can rely on referrals and we've done enough work. And we're, especially if you're specialized, you can rely on those referrals to keep your business going. But in the event that, you know, you're seeing slow times or you need to get your name out there, 
it's a lot less expensive to run one ad as a deck builder than it is to run an ad as a deck builder and then one as a roofing guy and then one as a trim carpenter and one as a plumber and whatever or or you run one ad and it's so unclear you're just kind of a jack of all trades that nobody really wants to hire you for anything because you just you don't specialize in anything so the marketing cost can be greatly reduced by picking a a specialty that you can just kind of focus your messaging on i'm a deck builder there's like there's no ambiguity here that's what i do i'm good at it versus trying to be everything number 10 more referral work from other trades. So what I mean by this is if you're out there in a working on somebody's house and you're trying to be the guy who's doing the deck and the landscaping and the drywall and the painting and the roofing, you're unlikely to get referrals from other trades who are also doing those things. I would rather do the decks and have the roofer refer me to other decks that he's working. You know, he's on, he's on people's roofs every day. He can see who needs a deck. People are asking him like, Hey, do you know any deck builders? If you're competing with him, cause you're also trying to steal roof jobs out from underneath him, he's not sending them your way, but he would sure send them to you. If you were just kind of keeping in your lane, doing decks and he can see he's got a good bird's eye view. He doesn't need a drone. He's above your decks all the time. He can see you do good work. The second somebody asks, Hey, do you know a deck builder? He's giving your name out. Cause you're not competing with him against other stuff. And, you know, you're not trying to chintz work away from him and steal. Just align with some good other trades within your town that you can share work to. You get a roof job coming your way, say, hey, use so-and-so's roofing. He gets a deck, hey, use so-and-so's deck company. Everybody's happier that way. Number 11, you are bound to land higher ticket jobs. This is a big one that people ask me all the time. How did you get those big jobs? How, where do you find those customers? It's not going to happen until you become an expert, until you become specialized. Somebody who's about to spend a lot of money on something wants an expert. They want somebody who's been there and done that. They're willing to pay a little bit extra for somebody who knows what they're doing and has some experience and they know they're not going to have trouble with. They don't want to take a chance when they're spending a lot of money. They've saved up a lot of money. They want to spend it one time. They don't want to get burnt. They just want somebody who's an expert. You're going to get calls from people once you start doing those kind of jobs, especially when you got a bit of a portfolio there. You're going to get calls from people who want bigger jobs because they trust you more because that's your job. You're not just a handy guy. You're a deck specialist. So this one's big. This one's people, people ask me this all the time. And that's the answer. Like start specializing, stop doing plumbing on the weekend. You're not a plumber. Number 12, and this might be the most important one. This is what made me specialize when I decided two years ago under fresh decks, because little known secret, it actually used to be called fresh construction. And I was doing all these other little jobs, fencing and some trim work and so on and so forth. I wasn't enjoying it. So number 12 is love your life more. If you choose to specialize, you're just going to be happier. You get to do the things that you want to do. You don't have to do the crappy little jobs that you don't want because you think you just need it for the money. You don't have to anymore. Do the stuff that you enjoy doing. And this is like, seriously, this might be the most important one on the whole list is that you're just going to be happier. Your wife's going to notice it. Your kids are going to notice it. You come home every day in a better mood, you look forward to going to work every day. And like, it just, it's as a result of all the other things, you're more efficient, you're more profitable, you're enjoying the work more, you like that kind of work, you're not stressed about finding the work because the good work's coming to you. All of this is gonna result in you being a happier person. And I think that sounds pretty good. That's 12, you guys. This list could be 30 long. There is a lot of benefits to specializing. The list does not have to end here. 
Let's keep this conversation going. You guys comment on our social media accounts. Let us know some other benefits. If you've made the jump from being a guy who used to kind of be a jack of all trades and you've made the jump to a guy who's specializing, let us know how that's worked out for you because I think you can help a lot of people do the same thing. They're worried about the negative effects of doing that. And I'm trying to tell people there is very few negative things about doing that. There's a ton of benefit to doing it. Here's 12. Let's start there. Um, this is a, a podcast. If you're subscribed to the podcast, great. If you're not, please do subscribe through any of your favorite podcast apps. If you, for some reason, want to watch this podcast, then this is also on YouTube. So if you're listening to us in your truck, but you want to see my hand gestures, because that's super exciting or not, you can uh, find these podcasts on YouTube now and watch them that way as well. So whatever format you want to entertain and please subscribe on YouTube, because not only do we have the podcast on YouTube, but we've also got the ultimate deck show on YouTube and the ultimate deck show is obviously a little bit more geared towards the camera that's in front of us. So we're showing you things and we're showing the boards and we're showing different things that you can kind of get an eye on that you just wouldn't be able to communicate properly on a podcast. So check out the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe, click like, do all that stuff. And also go to ultimatedeckshop.com for your decking supply needs. We ship all over the world, but uh, most commonly North America. Free shipping over $1.99, and so it doesn't cost any more to shop there than it does from your local place. You'll find things you don't find locally, so give us a shot. That's it for me today, you guys. Please comment on the posts on Instagram or on Twitter, hashtag deckpodcast, and let's keep this conversation going. When are you going to specialize? Until next week... Thank you for tuning in.